No mai, haere mai, kia hōtaka, welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Just some traffic for you uh, due to a crash blocking the northbound lane approximately 300 metres north of Chatmos Road uh, between Winslow and Tinwald. Road users are advised to take extra care and to expect some delays. Remains closed at this time. So that State Highway 1, Winslow, Canterbury, uh, crash delays there. Well, thousands uh, turned up in Auckland, Wellington, Christchurch, protesting the presence of British anti-trans activist Kelly J. Ken Mitchell, known as Posey Parker. But putting the protest aside for this afternoon, I thought it a good chance to ask what are the issues at play for those in the transgender community here in New Zealand. We talk about that. Auckland arts community, they're up in arms over some very large planned cuts, tens of millions of dollars to be cut. Submissions close 11pm tomorrow. What might get the chop? We talk about that. And solar power, is it any good? Is it worth it? Do you have it? More retirees are getting it. And also today, the joy of and nostalgia of old-fashioned cookbooks. What cookbook from the past do you have memories of? That is 425. For me, student days, the Enchanted Broccoli Cookbook. Crumbed baked eggplant with lots of cheese, dry as hell. It was awful. What's yours? Text me, 2101. And the song whisper today. Guess the song. Here are the lyrics. Here they are. So I handed him my bottle and he drank down my last swallow. Then he bummed a cigarette and asked me for a light. What's the song? Text me, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me, Cass Carter, communications executive and Mind the Gap advocate. Cass, welcome. Thank you, Wallace. And Martin Bosley, fishmonger, a chef, many other things. Martin, kia ora. Kia ora, Wallace. How are you? Good, thank you. All right, Cass Good. Martin joining me this afternoon. And the fourth annual chili eating competition in Christchurch was held at Riverside Market in the weekend. 14 hardy competitors uh, with a vomit bucket by their side and a bottle of Coke. Chili eating competitions have somewhat of a cult following. People taking it to the limit physically, mentally, writhing in oral pain as the intense chili takes a, takes a toll. With us is Jay Magic Pamant, the organiser of the competition and the owner of Spicy Boys. That's a hot sauce company. Jay, welcome. How's it going? Good. Jay, tell us who won this year. Uh, a girl called Charlotte Nudson. And is she a pro? Has she been in before or um, what? Yeah, no, she's a bit of a pro. She um, she actually came first equal with Jesse Painter, the the three-time reigning champ last year. Mm-hmm. And she was up in the uh, the nationals for the finals um, last year as well. And Charlotte said it was a lot harder this year than last year. Do you know why? So last year we had to delay it until um, around the end of July, and that was because of COVID. So because we weren't in chilly season, we didn't have the biggest range, and the chilies that weren't as hot. Oh, and so this year. Um, it's obviously the middle of chilli season, so I had an unlimited amount of chilies to rain <laughs> upon them. 
rain down upon them. Yeah, uh, I was reading about this. So it's really quite, quite fascinating. Jay, four people walked away just after the second round. Four out of 14. Um, it's that intense where they're not prepared for uh, what hit them. I think I might have started it a little bit strong. We um, we used the chilies just from local growers, and one of the fellows gave me um, one of his chilies, and it, uh, I think it came in a little bit too hot. It just looked really cool, so I wanted to start on that one. Oh dear, uh, Cass, um, have you eaten a chili? Have you been part of a competition like this? No, I have so many questions about this. I just What's don't know one where of them? to start. Well, when did this all begin, and who came up with the idea? I mean, it seems to me like introducing a competitive element to a form of self harm. Really, I mean, <laughs> Jay, how did this start? Is, it, is, there, is there a long history of it? It sounds like fourteen people doesn't mean it's there's a lot of people in, involved in it. Yep, um, so we've been running uh, Southern Spice for four years, but chili eating's been around a long time before me. Um, but yeah, now they, uh, we, we're just one of the heats, so we are an official heat for the NZ Chili Eating Champs up in Auckland, uh, May the 27th, but around the country I think there's about 13 or 14 different heats. Mm. And so our 14, this year we actually had a smaller number of entrants than usual as well, but our 14, you know, there'll be... There'll be another, well, close to 100 people that we're uh, participating in all the heats. So does it, if you, is it like other things that you get used to it over a period of time? So if you, can you train yourself up on eating chilies and they're not mm. as impactful as the first time you eat one? Uh, I know that the, like some of the people who go for the, the top prizes, they definitely do train themselves. I know Jesse Painter usually eats about 14 or so chilies a day coming up to... Coming up to some of the comps. You're kidding. Wow. Um. Now, Martin, as a chef, you'd have used the odd chili. Um, you, you might have tasted one uh, past. I mean, you're not a, uh, you know, it's 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 particular style of fare, isn't it? What about this for you? I think there's something really masochistic about mm-hmm. this. I mean, yeah. there was one... I remember once years ago, I was working in Australia, and I bit into what I thought was a baby capsicum, and it turned out to be a scotch bonnet. Yeah. And which is was like back then, I think it was the world's hottest chili. And I swear to God, well, I thought I was going blind and insane at the same time. And I, I don't know why you do this to yourself, Jay. Is it, is it an endorphin rush or what keeps people? Yeah, it's like if I told you to put your hand in the fire, you're going to burn yourself. People still, these guys would still do it, right? These people would still get in there. Like, why do they do it? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like putting your hand in the fire and then deciding to put your hand in the fire again. <laughs> They do enjoy it though. They like the, I think they like the thrill of it. It's, it's about. I I view it as a sport, and I think that it's a way of. Um, it's a lot of the mind and uh, like mind over matter, but also being able to like quell your stomach because at the end of the day, the thing that gets rid of the top people isn't the isn't the heat of it all. It's. Um, it becomes quite unpleasant in the stomach, and so oh, the best people well, are the ones who well. can keep the stomach under under control. Oh, and hence the vomit bucket there, uh, Jay. Yeah, look, uh, on the back of uh, what Martin was saying, because I thought I was a chilli person, I thought, oh, I've got this down pat, and um, <laughs> my, my wife, Tabitha, um, brought home some chilies from a friend, and they were just unreal. I was given a small, lumpy, yellow ch- chilli, and I merely rubbed my fingers on it. 
and it was way too hot. Some of these chilies, Jay, are actually beyond belief, aren't they? Some are, yes, extremely hot. I would say uncomfortably hot. Mm. Have you... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, a mate I, of mine grew a Carolina... Sorry, sorry, what's going on? Keep going, Martin. No, no, I was going to say, a mate of mine um, grew a Carolina reaper because he wanted to see what it was like, and when it bore fruit, he ate it, and he was... Um, pouring milk into his mouth and trying to talk at the same time. And his wife was laughing hysterically at him. Uh, and it turned out he was trying to tell her to call for an ambulance because he thought he was going to die. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, terrible. Wow. Yeah. Because the other thing too is I've grown chilies a lot and they self-seed, so they almost become like weeds. And, oh. and the more oh. they self-seed and the more you grow them, the hotter they get. Do they? Yeah. So every year they got ridiculously hot. And you talk about you know, you talk about chili fingers. I was trying to make chili sauce and I just gave up because it just hurts too much. And that's your Fingers, not actually eating yeah. them. In terms of the Carolina Reaper, there, Jay, what Martin was talking about, I understand that is the hottest chili according to the Guinness World Records. But you think there are others? Yeah, so um, the Carolina Reaper is grown in North Carolina by a fellow called Ed Curry, and uh, they got Guinness to go and measure it, and it's been the world record for quite a while but I think that there are hotter chilies and we had one that claims to be hotter this year in the competition which is grown in the UK uh, and it's called Dragon's Breath and in the competition there were only these were the two last people that were the only ones to try it but they've been through what 15 rounds prior to this and there was a noticeable look of uh, grimace on their face after they uh, they ate it and I asked them about it and it is a lot hotter in their words than the Carolina Reaper is it really unbelievable Jay finally are you tasting anything though or is it just the heat I mean you actually tasting anything I uh, yeah no if you if you do uh, build a tolerance to super hot chilies then you do get to taste. So, like, Carolina Reapers are known to be quite floral. I know that sounds funny, but it's like uh, if you've ever had rose water or, like, rose-based food, then it's like that, but amplified quite a lot. And that is the floral floral flavor, whereas, like, some of the darker chilies um, would give you, like, earthy tones. And then I don't know what the dragon... Well, I've tried the dragon's breath, but that was just extreme heat, so... Good on you, Jay. Thanks for being with us and uh, all the best for the competition uh, going into the future. This Jay Madrick Pamant, organiser of the Chili Eating Composition. They had the fourth annual composition and Charlotte Nudson, in fact, well, the co-winner. Uh, we talked about there. Uh, a lot of you coming through with uh, your, the, the, the joy of old cookbooks. The Moosewood Cookbook. Oh, gosh, yes. Molly Katzen. Incredible cookbook that uses seasonal ingredients. Healthy eating generations have learned. Yes, I've, I can recall the Molly Caxon's uh, Moosewood cookbook. Keep those coming. Text me 2101. It's time for I've been thinking Cascada. What's your IBT today? Sure. So I've been thinking about and dreaming about and working on and sweating over um, something that I can't really tell you much about. So that's really helpful, isn't uh-huh. it? But um, as I've talked about before on the panel, I have been working on the Mind the Gap campaign for over a year now, asking the government to make pay gap reporting mandatory for businesses. Um, and this legislation would catch us up with the rest of the Western world. Um, but if businesses reported on um, Māori, Pacifica and other ethnic group pay gaps, we would actually leave the world. Um, so it's quite a challenge um, for, for the government. Um, so today we announced that the Mind the Gap um, 
is partnering with uh, ad agency Calenzo and we're going next level to try and convince the government that people care about this um, because pay gaps impact on about 71% of our population. Um, so we'll be ask- we are launching a campaign this week and um, it's going to have a, a surprise factor so that's why I can't tell you anymore um, oh. but we'll be asking for New Zealanders to join in our campaign in a very easy but effective way so watch the space and please um, we're going to be loud and proud and have a bit of fun with it so um, watch out for it later this week. Mind the gap. What is it? At t- 9%? Nine point two percent on okay. average, but if you're looking at corporates, it's up in, into the you know twenty percent as well. So, mm-hmm. and um, and government um, Im- implemented mandatory uh, reporting some time ago, and it's actually closed the pay gap quite considerably. So it shows that it works. Okay, kia ora, Cass, uh, Cass Carter there on uh, who I've been thinking, Martin Bosley. Take it away. Oh, well, I've been. Um... Uh, ruminating what I'm, I'm watching the um, the French strikers um, getting up in arms furious they are about the retirement age shifting from 62 to uh, to to a robust 64 um, and you know, but if you're a rubbish worker in, in, in France you know you're collecting rubbish as your career you retire at um, 57 because you know it's it's considered quite a hard job and the French seemed absolutely enraged by this, on a, and it seems to be on a, on, a, on a couple of fronts. One is um, they think it's manifestly unfair that if you're working since the age of age of 18, you should now have to retire at 64, not 62. And then there's those that see it as an, an assault on democracy by Macron exercising his right um, just to, to put this into, into play, uh, and they're saying you're not listening to the voices of the people, etc. And he's running it more like a monarchy. So it's, it's also quite, you know, it, it seems to me quite complex. But it's a country that has 42 separate retirement plans. Really? With, with, with it costing 14% of GDP and rising. It's, it's more than double than any other European country. And if you retire there, you can get 74% of what you're um, uh, replacing what your previous income was. And I thought, wow. as I head towards my 60s, I'm kind of like I'm kind of a bit bemused by this with our retirement age already sitting at 65, although it's not you know enforced, um, and we'll progressively head towards 67 over the next 20 years, and we haven't taken to the streets um, in the same way that the French have. And I'm just like, would we? And would and would I? Could I be really bothered about it? And is it a hill really worth dying on? Is this just the French's love of protesting? You know, I'm kind of bemused by it. I'm thinking. It's only two years. Why are you so wound up about this? Hmm. Um, or is it they just don't want to head to the Cote d'Azur and start selling, selling themselves and drinking copious amounts of bunch I don't yes, know. I've been watching the news and overseas. So, yeah, French retirement at the age of 62. Eh? All right. Thank you, uh, Martin Bosley. So we have Cass Carter and Martin Bosley on the, cho- on the show here. I was in a mess room on an oil rig, says a listener, and we had a bunch of guys that bought different chilli sauces to try out. Anyway, I was at the mess table for morning staff meeting at 5am. There was a bottle of chilli sauce on the table, no lid. I picked it up and placed the lid on it. A few minutes later, I rubbed the sleep out of my eye. I was off work for five days. Extraordinary pain. Lots to discuss on Monday's panel here. Just after four, do stay with us on the panel, our NZ National.